Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Shula Bowl podcast. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Five Reasons Sports, your home for South Florida sports news. If you hear the cheer in my voice slash exhaustion in my voice, that means it is not a run-of-the-mill episode. Although none of our episodes are run-of-the-mill. We have to think that they all are special. But we are coming to you on February 3rd. It is National Signing Day. The evening, uh, shortly after the 9 o'clock hour, Eric Henry, FIU beat writer for FU Nation, co-managing editor Underdog Dynasty, Full House, Shane Marinelli, our FAU insider, and FIU superfan David Handel. Yeah, it has been an exhausting day, one that is like the proverbial Christmas, uh, Christmas part two for both the coaching staffs and your respective fan bases. I want to go ahead. I know there's a lot to get into, so I'm going to try to make myself brief. Four new players added to the FAU recruiting class, Dwight Dathaw, Jabari Hill, Aquino King, Jay McClendon, as far as FAU is concerned. FIU, they uh, are going with the number of four that were added. Jay Barry Jr. is considered a player who had signed uh, because he's on the West Coast, was considered a signee from the December signing period, but his name was just announced today. The who are considered quote unquote new are Savion Collins, the big name of the day, defensive tackle, Miami Palmetto, JD Gomez, who uh, I've tweeted about uh, probably for a couple months now, former Temple guard, Tyrese Chambers, wrote an entire feature on him. FCS All-American, wide receiver out of Sacred Heart in Baltimore, and quarterback Grayson James, the highest-rated recruit uh, as far as quarterback recruit in the history of FIU football. So I'm going to start. Uh, I know Shane's fired up. I'm going to pass it to David first, only because we haven't heard from Mr. Hondo. Uh, he's been building his growing empire there, like I said. He is the uh, meme on Twitter where you just see Homer Simpson bathe in jewelry and coins and gold. That is what David has been doing and building his uh, his empire and uh, neglecting his duties on this podcast. So, David, with that illustrious introduction, take it away. Your thoughts as an FIU fan on on the day as a whole. <laughs> I, I wish I I wish I already achieved the Homer Simpson uh, meme because at this like you know this new job, I'm basically like sneaking away to like check out updates throughout the day. And I'm just following both of you guys. Like, just I, I will go through both of your pages just to see see who we landed. Because I'm like, I literally like these people must think I have like a like a, an issue with with my body because of how many times I went to the bathroom today just to check my phone. But either way, uh, I'm very excited <laughs> about uh, FIU's you know signing class. As you mentioned, you know the big name of the day is Savion Collins. That that was huge. Um, I mean, I. And you guys are probably, you know, maybe expecting it. When I when I first saw it, I had I had, you know, I was kind of shocked, and I was, you know, obviously super excited about it. Um, especially, it's you know, it's a position that we need. It's a position that a lot of FIU fans have been hoping to like land a big fish in. Um, so I'm very excited about him and Grayson James, uh, the quarterback from Texas, is uh, another one I was super excited about. Eric, you had mentioned him obviously before, and. And so I'd known his name, but today when I got home from work is when I really like deep dived into some of his highlight tapes. And uh, I'm super excited for him. Obviously, I'm not expecting him to play like right away, but you know, he's some, someone definitely look out, look out for in the future. And um, but yeah, overall, I think it was a good signing signing day. Um, you know, another one, uh, as you mentioned, Tyrese Chambers. Uh, he, you know, especially when we're losing like JJ Allen this year, and you know he's he's going to be a good guy to add, um, and hopefully Shamar uh, Thornton's back. So 
add some debt to the wider Steven core. But yeah, overall, you know, success today. Uh, I think we ended our, I don't know, uh, yeah, I think we're at num- rank number four in the conference right now. Um, so, you know, good day overall, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, so actually, you know what, I, I, let's, just, let's just talk about a few things. I, I do, I think F, FIU kind of won the two signing days, and FAU's kind of big recruiting, like, you know, fell during the summer and in between the days. Um, I have some, you know, kind of bigger picture stuff we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how quote-unquote signing classes are ranked now. It's so much has changed in college football. Uh, I, I do want to, you know, I, I think before I kind of get to, um, my favorite two players in FIU's classes, uh, you know, the couple of the earlier signees and, uh, I think Dem- Demetrius Hill, okay, is, is a stud, legit power five kid. Okay. And, uh, you know, and Kareem Harden, uh, as well, he is going to be an all conference player. I'll take that to the bank. I saw both of them play. I've seen both of them play multiple times, but I saw them most recently in the Florida Georgia All Star game. Um, you know, Cream Harden was actually lined up next to Okino King on the right side of the offensive line, so he kind of had a little FAU FIU. Um, you know, representing Florida in that game, and yeah, God, Cream Cream Harden just has a just such a great frame. Um, you know, but yeah, you, you know, the big one for you guys today was. Savion Collins, this is uh, someone I've seen play probably half dozen times in the last two years. Uh, you know, I've seen him play with, you know, fellow, uh, you know, FAU commit to me, I mean, uh, Dwight Dassaw um, plays right along with him. And here's kind of the story with Collins, right? Miami commit played alongside a defensive tackle with, you know, Leonard Taylor, one of the top five players in college football, I mean, in high school football in the country, one of the top three players I've ever seen in high school. Uh, and, you know, he was this, always this big, strong kid. Uh, and just kind of, you know, what happened was his senior year, uh, you know, at that size and trying to be honest and, you know, kind of gentle about this as possible is, you know, maybe there's just a little bit of kind of just, not strength or plane, but just some physical concerns. And I think he has, you know, kind of all the potential that's there. That's why he was a Miami commit at one point. But, you know, it's you either – the comp for this is kind of like Evan Anderson for FAU. You know, that type of frame can go one or two ways. You know, you kind of understand what I'm saying, Eric. Um, And it's it's more of a – you know, kind of boomer bust type player. Uh, no, shit. And, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Go continue. And yeah, so, you know, that's just kind of, I know there is some controversy um, with the ranking today. We'll just get that in a second, but you, you kind of like agree with that assessment, Eric. Yeah, that's, that's where I was jumping in was because you had mentioned that the comp there was Evan Anderson and I'm sure Shane obviously knows for FIU fans who may not be familiar, uh, Florida Atlantic had a true freshman last year by the name of Evan Anderson, who was a mountain of a man. Uh, I believe, what was he, uh, 370 or 380, uh, Shane, roughly in that, that ballpark? Yeah, he was 6'3", 365, but he was also, you know, pretty, I mean, he, as a freshman, uh, you know, was a starter all year, uh, you know, and in 
show you the type of athlete he was. He was also like a high school lacrosse player. Right. From what I remember, he he also had done some things outside of football that go to show his athleticism. But no, Shane, I agree. Again, I just want to say for, for FIU fans to provide a little bit of context there, uh, having a chance to you know talk to uh, Butch Davis today about Collins. And he felt that this is Butch Davis' statement that it's players like Collins that are going to make the difference between FIU being a 7-8 win team and being a 10-11 win team. But to piggyback off Shane's point as far as size, and he can go one of two ways, does he either trim that down and come down 10 or 15 pounds, or does he you know, make grow into his size and maybe become a more athletic, um, uh, find a way to you know play in that body at 20, 25 pounds bigger? We'll have to see how that goes. I read, um, I believe it's Walter V.S. piece in the Miami Herald, his recruiting recap, which was just published a few minutes ago, as a matter of fact. I guess talk to um, the head coach at Palmetto, Shane, that you would know much better than I, who said that uh, his POV was that he needs to lose 10 or 15 pounds. But we'll have to see which way that goes. So I'll let you pick it back up from there. Yeah. And just kind of going into the, you know, I, and I know, you know, we're changing subjects for Shane and Tim and Collins. I know there was a little bit of talk, and, uh, and I'll be a little bit, not so much defense, but just so there's a greater understanding of how some of this works. And man, I, don't, I don't directly work. I don't work four two four seven. Okay, um, just you know, being in recruiting and stuff, I know how some of their rankings and stuff work. I saw on Twitter today there's like a lot of talk of, oh, he was dropped because he, you know, two four seven dropped him because he was committing to FIU. Not how it works. I know on the two four seven end, um, and and I'm pretty sure that's how it works at Rivals as well. They release rankings once a month. They do like a rankings release. This player is updated. This player is updated. Trust me. If somebody's covered recruiting, I'm one tugging on the shirts of guys who do the rankings saying, hey, I think, you know, this guy needs a bump. And, you know, uh, and sometimes I'm told I don't agree or sometimes I'm told, all right, yeah, I agree. You know, we'll, we'll, I'll update it in three, four weeks. Um, you know. The problem is there's two scores. There's a two four seven ranking, and then there's a two four seven composite. Which, if people don't understand how the composite works, that is two four sevens rankings combined combined with rivals rankings combined with ESPN's rankings. Yes, ESPN still has a recruiting rating page. It's a way. So, you know, two four seven created just to be like, hey, there's a lot of people have a lot of opinions on kids. Here's the average of all of them. Right, we're not just going by just our rankings, but here's the average, and that's how classes are graded on. Okay, uh, if let's say another website, ESPN, decides to update a kid at a certain time, it's going to change that composite, and so people just see the composite change on two four seven and are like, "What is two four seven doing?" But yeah, I mean, how many people truly work in ESPN's recruiting department? Or, you know, compared to 247s, I mean, I, I think that's pretty obvious, right? You know, how, how many times, you know, I, I know if you know Miami Palmetto football, you know, they have numerous five stars on that defense. I think that, yeah, they had, you know, two five star players, two, two of the top 25 rated players in the country on that defense, okay, and multiple other power five kids. Uh, you know, a lot of eyes were on their games all the time. So, yeah, there's just, just no conspiracy or, oh, he got dropped because he was going to a G5. That's, that's not the case. But, you know, I, it just, I could see how people could just be a little confused with that scenario. 
Shane, can I say one thing really quick? And then I want to bring David back in here. Um, David, really, really quick before I, I make this point. Um, our, our guy who, uh, who listens with his kids, that's Alex, correct? Yeah. All right. Alex, I, I want to give you a chance to, uh, if this is a, um, a disclaimer here, you want to tell the kids, uh, typically this is a PG show. If you want to give them 30 seconds not to listen to the language here. Shane, I don't give two shits about the, the, the like recruiting rankings. Anyone who knows me knows that I, I am not big in terms of the actual rankings themselves. I think they play a factor in, in assessing what a player does. But I just wanted to make that emphasize that point as strongly as I did before I say this. I hear everything you're saying. I can understand an FIU fan's beef when this happens. And like I said, I don't give two shits about the rankings and, and you know, four-star, three-star. I think they, they are a way that novices, like the average fan, can see this is kind of what my team is getting. And as you've educated me, quite frankly, kind of projecting what that person may be best-case scenario. However, and I'm not blaming anyone for writing this, I tweeted out, was not throwing 247 sports on the bus. I, I have, like I said, I, I have no issue with their, their assessment that his ranking, whatever you wanted, whether it was the composite or the 247, went from four to three within a period of time. The This is my question for you, Shane. I'm not asking you to defend it because you don't work for 247. This is if I am, I'm going to speak for the FIU fan here. I, I know FIU fans think I'm working against them, but I'm going to speak for them here. I read an article from 247 Sports that said, Savion Collins is a four-star defensive tackle that was written on February 1st. Then the same publication comes out and writes that he's a three-star defensive tackle. You can't blame the novice at home for saying something doesn't add up here. And I'm not saying that your explanation doesn't make sense because it makes perfect sense. But the average person at home would say, if your publication is using four-star as of six-something on Monday, what gives between then and now? It's just the industry that, that can pause it. You can take an issue up with the composite and how they write their stories. That, that's how that's more the issue than actually how the kid is ranked. But, you know, I know for a fact of you know, reading those stories, they, they usually do it by, and mind you, Savion Collins has been a three star by two, four, seven for a long time. Okay. For since, you know, and I think that was, it. you can go back. They have histories on seeing when kids were ranked. Okay. You can see, all right. Um, they try to be transparent about that, but again, is it, is it, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, is it, it's, is it an issue that they have a calculation that they kind of write and judge everything by that isn't fully in their control? You know what I mean? So I do see how one fan could, you know, kind of see that and be upset. I know G5 fans really want to be like, we got the fourth star, you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, it's kind of something that's, again, out of their control. And, you know, you, you, can't, you, you can't predictively write that ESPN is going to drop them or Rivals is going to drop them. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, No, that, that's, I mean, that's you're, a good point. You're, sure. you're, you're, go, you're, you're writing based on an open-sourced kind of algorithm ranking your players that isn't fully in your control. And they also have their own, you know. I mean, it's, that's just. You know, um, I, I'm a nerd about this stuff, so you know I kind of understand it. But it, it like it doesn't change, you know, what Savion Collins is, and you know, kind of my opinion 
of him. You know, again, to me, if I'm an FIU fan, I'm more excited about, you know, I mean, Harden and Hill in this class, right? Uh, that, that's just my opinion. Um, no. And there's someone who's seen all these players. Shane, no, I, I think that was a great point you made there as far as, you know, whoever, whoever it is that's writing it for 247. I don't mean whoever in a dismissive way that they can't, you know, be responsible for whatever the industry uh, does. David, want to bring you back in here. I want to ask you your thoughts on I know you've been working, so I've not had a chance. You know, you probably didn't have a chance to follow recruiting day and, and then some of my updates, you know, line for line. But there was a quote from Butch Davis during his signing day presser, not about one of the 2021 recruits. But about Hayden Carlson, that quite frankly, I guess my expression was visible to the other um, media on the call <laughs> because Butch, Butch Davis said that, you know, it just it quite frankly it caught me off guard. He said that had FIU played 12 games last year, Hayden Carlson would have started multiple games. And then he followed that up by saying uh, Butch Davis tends to speak in kind of like isms. So he, he didn't name Patrick Mahomes by name, but this is what he was talking about. He said, uh, you know, you hate to make comparisons, but he kind of reminds you a little bit of that kid from Kansas City and the way he's able to throw from different angles and, and you know, make, extend plays with his legs and so on and so forth. Uh, a, had you seen that that quote? And B, if you have not, what goes through your mind when you hear that? So I'm glad you brought that up, Eric, because I did. That was the first thing that I had heard when I got home. And I <laughs> I was, first off, I, I almost laughed uh, the the Patrick Mahomes comparison just because of you know, you're comparing him basically to the best quarterback who's playing r- right now. So, like, at that point, if you, you know, you saw something in him, I would have, you know, tossed him out earlier. But what it what it does show me is that, I mean, it seems as he is the front runner to take the QB job next year. And it seems that, you know, at least they have somewhat of a, you know, early confidence in him already. Um, so, I guess that's a good thing. I you know, obviously none of us have seen him play because he didn't play this year. So I was kind of thrown off. Like, oh, I mean, I guess if they wanted to play him so bad, I felt like there were definitely opportunities they could have. Um, but I, I guess I'm excited. I mean, I mean, if they, if they, if they're so like, you know, if they're so pumped up about him, I mean, then you know, who am I? I mean, I'm, then I'm pumped up about it, right? <laughs> right? If this guy's Patrick Mahomes. So sign me up. I, I, I was like you, David, in the sense that a. Butch Davis is not necessarily effusive in his praise. He he will praise his players, but he uh, to to go to that level, especially quite frankly, a redshirt freshman hadn't played, that raised my eyebrows. But like you, the the next place my mind went, and we, you know, uh, <laughs> we had a certain amount of questions we could get in, so couldn't you know get back to it was, um, and it's all a hypothetical, and you know we would gotten to the pandemic, and that answer is probably what I would you know, would gotten into, but. All right, if if you saw that much from him, and I'm not doubting that that Butch Davis did, but if you saw that much from him, could you not have gone to him after Middle Tennessee or at Western Kentucky? You know, and and time will tell. We'll see what happens. The Hayden Carlson error, I'm sure, will will take its place. And guess what? They got a pretty good one on Grayson James as well, who Trent yeah. Dilfer, you know, raved very highly about as far as uh, being an elite 11 finalist. And um, you know, we're gonna hope to get some of the the Texas recruiting analysts. I'm Shane. We'll bring you back in a second. Well, I hope to get some of the Texas recruiting analysts who can talk about Grayson James as well. Shane, uh, I hear you chomp at the bit. Have at it, and then we'll transition to uh, some more of the FAU. Okay, I, I have a quick Hayden Car- like Carlson question. That Absolutely. I feel like this said on an FIU podcast. Can Hayden Carlson stop the run? 
right. Just like wait, that. Wait. Moving on. <laughs> Damn it. 2017, 20, 2018, Shane is back. <laughs> I, I feel like every, until it happens, every FIU question needs to be, excitement needs to end with, but can it stop the run <laughs> um, for, until the end of time? Um, the, yeah, yeah I, I, I guess we could just kind of jump right into FAU. FAU's day was, hold, hold on, uh, Shane, really quick. Let, let me, let me, let me at least buffer your point. Let me at least give you, give you your flowers okay. there, right? As the kids are saying. For listeners who may Shane and I's relationship developed on Twitter and that he would talk about FIU have either having not played sufficient competition or not stopping the run. And I, being a newbie to the Shula Bowl rivalry, would try to defend FIU and say that, hey, you can only play who's on your schedule. And the Panthers eventually have to show and prove. And what they failed to do in 2019 was show and prove. And what they failed to do over 2019 and 2020 was show and prove and stop the run. So Shane Marinelli is 100% correct. I am just the idiot who follows the team and writes these things. And Shane does it for free on his couch and knows more about FIU than I do. He is correct. Every question should end with, can FIU stop the run? And with that, sir, you may continue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just, you know, kind of with F- FAU today, got it, it, to the outside, it seems like a quiet day, but like, it's not a quiet day. I'm, I'm exhausted, but yeah, you added four players today. Most of these guys, you know, had been committed for a, a while. The only real, uh, Jeremiah McClendon was, uh, you know, another Atlantic high school product. Uh, you know, FAU fans kind of love when, you know, they got two defensive backs out of Atlantic high school in Delray beach. And that, that's always a big story because that's, you know, probably the closest kind of quote unquote powerhouse, high school football program and FAU's not had success recruiting that for a while. So like that, that one just kind of meant a lot to FAU fans. Trust Atlantic high school fans always kids always draw a lot with our fans. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, other than that, but you know, just kind of to, to kind of talk about, you know, big picture and how the recruiting calendar has changed, you know, and this is important for FIU fans as well is I don't know FIU situation, but you know, the 2021 class for probably most teams in conference USA isn't done yet, right? February 3rd kind of starts, restarts the signing period. Uh, you know, this year for people who do not know, uh, you have till August 1st to add kids to your class, whether that's a late kid in high school that maybe, you know, uh, you, you, you're waiting on grades, someone out there or, you know, drops off a power five program that, you know, they never signed or, you know, obviously the portal and, you know, kind of speaking to the portal, I think, uh, how we, how classes are ranked has to be viewed completely differently. Uh, you know, we see, especially on the bottom half of conference USA teams like Western Kentucky, Kentucky, middle Tennessee, and even Marshall to a degree are just, I don't even know if they did anything today. They're just pretty much cracking their fingers saying, yep, we got all spring. Um, I know Western Kentucky's already taken 12 kids from the portal. I mean, but they've also lost 19. So, you know, I, I think we have to start looking at college football recruiting, especially at the G5 level, almost how we look at an NFL offseason. Okay, what did we add? What did we lose? You know, type of thing, as opposed to just kind of a, 
a ranking, you know, because for example, FAU's ranking doesn't factor in that they added Keyshawn Green and Michael Johnson Jr. Uh, to redshirt freshmen who, um, you know, were both Keyshawn Green was, you know, borderline five-star kid coming out and Michael Johnson Jr. is a four-star quarterback. So, um, and you know, and I, and I believe FAU probably still has a couple, a little bit of room left for some guys. Shane, I'm glad you mentioned that because I 100% agree with you. I'm actually in the process of getting together a article for Underdog Dynasty as far as grading each Conference USA team's offseason because you're 100% correct. For the next few years or for the foreseeable future until things level out, I couldn't agree with you more. And with that, I am putting you on the spot, but I'm going to ask you this. As currently constituted, obviously we still have more offseason left and we'll see how it plays out. As currently constituted, Gut visceral reaction. What would you give FAU's offseason? We're not going to do the recruiting class anymore or this. Grade the offseason, just like if you were grading the Dolphins. Well, what's the first grade that comes to mind? Letter grade comes to mind for you. Uh, a B plus. And it's pending on them. They need that veteran at that one important position. And that will take it to an A plus. Uh, kind of judging, FAU didn't really lose much going away in the portal. I don't think like there was a scholarship player that played more than three snaps that they lost going out. So when you compare that to a team like Western Kentucky, who lost like a Gage Walker, or, you know, um, you know, we've seen this at other schools, FIU lose a f- you know a few um, younger impact players that had potential. Uh, you know, the recruiting class is really strong. You know, like I mentioned, they had a Keyshawn Green in the portal as well. Uh, but uh, they they just need, I think, a veteran kind of quarterback transfer uh, to give, you know, kind of the Michael Johnson Juniors and Javion Posey's of the world kind of a true development year. David, same question for you, sir. Um, I would go with... account you know some of the pieces that we lost um but i think we had you know a good enough recruiting class i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with b i'm gonna go with a b uh right now maybe a b plus uh, I, I think we just lost you know obviously a lot of pieces but i think of of the the guys that we picked up um you know i see a lot of promise and you know hopefully they fill up the slots that left and just you know it, you can only really go up from here from last season, Eric. So, <laughs> but I do, I do like, I do, I do like the moves that we've made so far this off season. Guys, really quick. I'll just give you my quick thoughts. I think this is going to be really fun. I'm really glad that Shane mentioned it the way he did, because like I said, I, I'm going to, you know, go ahead and pen that for all of conference USA. I think this will be the way of the future. And to talk about both FAU and FIU, Shane, obviously his grade, take that with more weight than you're going to give mine. Uh, I, I have to go back and you'll really do my deep dive into FAU as I typically do in the offseason. It starts after spring and I do that deep dive with every team. But just off of, you know, kind of what my, my gut tells me uh, from the things I've seen, I am willing to give them a B. I'm torn between B and B+. Plus. I still need to figure out kind of what they have with Michael Johnson at quarterback. And to be completely transparent, I'm not uh, 100%. I think the addition, and we talked about coaches here as well. I'm going to make that include my grade with FIU. I think the defensive coordinator hire is a great hire. 
I, I, I think Michael Johnson as a quarterback coach, I think that's going to be awesome. I just want to see, as, as Shane mentioned, is there a quarterback that can either come in and be that um, guy who's a bridge year, you know, can give that, that bridge year in between. Uh, of course, I'm forgetting uh, the damn Driscoll right now. Uh, Shane, it, it's, uh, it was Jason, correct? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jason. There we go. All right. Yeah. I was forgetting the Driscoll who had the bridge year who just came in and, and was a steady, um, was a steady player quarterback. Will they be able to add that player? That's if they can find that guy, I will feel more comfortable and then go into that a range, but I definitely like the, the coaching hires for FIU. David, I think you have to take this into account. Jeff cop, hard worker, you know, someone who was re- well-respected in that building, but the fact of the matter is this, Butch Davis finally gets his defensive coordinator. Everett Withers was the man who was, in principle, hired uh, after Brent Guy's resignation slash retirement after the 2018 season. He finally gets his man. Butch Davis was raving about the, the defensive staff as far as the, uh, the people who uh, have yet to be announced as hires. But as I have announced, uh, Everett Withers will be defensive coordinator um, and uh, Deke Adams will be the defensive line coach. We'll have to see how those hires work out. But... I think given all the coaching hires and some of the moves that they've made as far as the the recruiting, and I think they need to add a quarterback. Uh, I I do think they should add another veteran quarterback as well. Not that Hayden Carlson or Grayson James or Max Bortenschlager or Kalen Kalen Wiggins can't uh, emerge with uh, Tim Harris's offense. But I do think, uh, as Butch Davis says, uh, he's a proponent of competition, and I think they should add another veteran quarterback. With that being said, I'm willing to give FIU's offseason as currently constituted a B plus. So, those are grades that I uh, I have right now, uh, fellas. Uh, any uh, anything else you guys want to add, or can we go and wrap this one up? Uh, well, I, I just wanted to add why why do we need to bring in a quarterback when we have Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> That's a yeah. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is really good, and I hope he's about at least three and a half points better than Tom Brady. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then Again. Eric and I um, <laughs> fight at a hockey game. We can't forget about that. We got to promote Shula Bowl pod night at, uh, at the Panthers game. Uh, the bolts are going to come in and it's going to be a seven zero shutout. And you'll probably see me kicking Shane's ass somewhere on a, on Oakland park it's Boulevard cat. or sunrise or somewhere it's around there. Cat year, baby cat years. David, are, are you going to be let out of the house to be able to come with us? I am. I'm going to go straight from work. We're doing Thursday finally, right? Yes, doing Thursday. I'm going straight yeah, from work. Like, I'll be there. Lo- love we're planning this on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> and anyone else who – feel free to join us. We don't know what the uh, the ticket limitations are, but if you can snag a ticket, come find us, and we'll we'll give you some of this shulable pod burst that we've been promising for about a year and a half now. We'll, uh, we'll find a way. It's on its way. Believe me, it is FIU heavy if not FIU exclusive merchandise, but it's on its way. Wow. <laughs> I, I haven't even seen this. Thank you. Oh, I'm, crap. I, I, guess I, oh, I, I guess I see why it hasn't been run past me. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, if you would like to um, work your sources to provide the FAU merch, you're more than welcome. But my source has more than enough FIU merchandise to provide. And with that, we're going to leave my source uh, <laughs> anonymous. And with that, um, thank you all for listening. Uh, happy to... Give you guys a keep you guys filled in on all the additions that National Signing Day has provided, and of course, throughout the off season, we will keep you guys abreast of all the additions. 
players, coaching staff, and otherwise. You can find David on Twitter at MrHondel321. You can find Shane on Twitter at Marinelli Shane. You can find me on Twitter at Eric C. Henry underscore. You can find the podcast on Twitter at ShulabulePod. The only way we can help this thing grow is through your reviews. Any negative reviews, shoot them my way. I'm more than equipped to take them. Any positive reviews, Shane and David are all ears. Thank you for listening. Happy football watching, and we will catch you next time.